Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't think they're ready for this. This is different. A LA Ram podcast, not based in California, but based in Florida? Come on, nah. You know I had to do it. Ram Nation, stand up. It's Ramley Talk from the Playmakers Bar podcast, hosted by Darnell the Playmakers Silence. Let's talk Rams football. What's going on? You know who this is. Darnell, the Playmaker Silence from the Playmakers Bar Podcast. Bringing you this week edition of Ramley Talk. We should have fun because we won and all, baby. We beat those pesky Dallas Cowboys and sent them back to Arlington, Texas 0-1. Man, that was a great feeling. I hope y'all put as great this week as I have. It's been a great week knowing that we beat the Cowboys. I'm gonna dive into that. I'm also gonna talk. I'm also gonna look ahead to this Sunday's matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles, who are on one. We'll talk about that. I got my boy Tyler O, who's gonna talk some fantasy football for Rams Nation for everybody who got your, who got your Rams and fantasy football. We're going to talk about that, too. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Let's go ahead and recap what took place week one. Sunday night football. It was the Dallas Cowboys coming into 
So far, stadium to open up the $5 billion stadium that's in Los Angeles, California, as we hosted the Americans team. Was nervous out the gate. I'm not going to lie to him. Like, open up a new stadium and we got to play Americans team. Why we got to play them? Out of all the teams in, in the NFL, why we got to open up against our new stadium against them? Don't like it. But I said, you know what? I'm tired of Cowboys fans. We're going to win this game. I said 30. I said 31-28. I was 31. I said 31-24. I was off. We won by three, 20-17. Wasn't a complete game. Wasn't an all-worthy game. As we shouldn't expect, it's the first game of the season for everybody, especially in this crazy year where there was no preseason game. So pretty much a lot of people was calling this. This is the preseason game. For everybody in week one. But we came out on top. 20-17. We're 1-0. Jared Goff did good. 20 for 31. 275. He threw a pick. Shouldn't have been a pick. Because Alden Smith pretty much blasted Goff in the head. Refs didn't call it. So it turned him into a pick for the Cowboys. There's another here right there. We had the running back by committee. Derrick Henderson didn't really play that much. I think they're trying to hold him back from that hamstring injury. So it was mainly... Michael Brown and Cam Akers. Cam Akers got the start, but Michael Brown stole the show. Cam Akers only had 14 carries for 39 yards. Not good, but it's your first game as a pro. We're going to let it slide. We're going we gonna to work our way through and see where we go from here with Cam Akers. Michael Brown, though. 18 carries, 79 yards. Two rushing touchdowns. Three catches for 31 yards. Michael Brown, Going in, I think it's his six or seven year in the league, all with us. Good to keep him around. He's been a good piece for us. He's gonna he gonna need to step up more. That's a good start right here. That's a very good start for the opening. I like that. Now our receiving core, Josh Reynolds, one catch for seventeen yards. It was a very critical catch too. I think it was it was a third down, either the third or fourth quarter, and it almost got picked, but he caught it. Took it to a first down, kept the drive going. That was a scoring player. That was a scoring drive for us. Good job on Josh Renner. Our second round pick, along with Cameron Makers, our rookie Van Jefferson from the University of Florida. He had his one catch on three targets for 31 yards. Beautiful throw by Jared Goff on that play. Very beautiful throw. And Van Jefferson did what Van Jefferson does. He catches it. But, you know, I would like to see Sean McVay get him involved more in the offense, but I understand week one, you want to you want to stick with the guys that you know for right now. You know about Higby, three catches, 40, 40 yards. You know about Cup, four catches, 40 yards. But all y'all know about Robert Woods, six catches, 105 yards. So we, we, we know about these guys here. We know about these guys, so we're going we gonna to work our way with, you know, Van Jefferson and the camera. We're going to work our way in. It's not perfect, but hey, we didn't have we didn't have no preseason, so we gotta let some things slide here. So Cam Makers 14 carry 39 yards. Eh, we're gonna let that slide. Van Jefferson Wayne, one catch on three targets, 31 yards. We're gonna let it slide. Y'all rookies. It's not it, it was an unusual offseason with no preseason game. So we understand. Now, defense was a question. No, matter of fact, before I get to the defense, the offensive line held up very well. Jericho was on the second one time. If I believe he only sacked one time. Offensive line held up very well against this 
Finacious front seven, even though the Cowboys lost Van Der Ress in the first quarter. You still had Jaden Smith. Then you talking about you got Demarcus Lawrence. You got Everson Griffin. You got Alden Smith. Terry Poe. That's your front four right there. We know all them names. And the offensive lines only gave up one sack. That's very good. Not only for the offensive line, but Sean McVay. Because Sean McVay came in with the mindset, two seconds, Getting the ball out of Jericho's hand. We gonna not we are not gonna let Alden Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, Dotterry Pro, and Everson Griffin get off and get to Jericho. Commend Sean McVay on that. Perfect game plan to let these known pass rushers get to Jericho. You silence them. Back up. One, two step, get the ball out your hands. We're gonna keep the chains moving. Let's keep moving forward. So, offensive line gave up only one sack. I love it. They opened some holes in the running game. I like it. Still got to still gotta work on some other stuff, but it's only one game. Defensive side. Started out good. Didn't finish well. Started out good. Didn't finish well. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, we get the ball first to start the game. We go down. We score. Defense gets like a three and out, four and out, whatever you want to call it. Defense looks good. Cowboys struggling. Offense couldn't finish drives. Defense let the Cowboys finish drive. So it's a balanced effort. Like I said, there's a lot of things on both sides we need to work on. Offense didn't know how to finish drive. Defense, well, we knew what the problem was. It was our linebackers. Yes. And, you know, we linebackers missed a lot of tackles, man. You when you play the Dallas Cowboys, you have to tackle Zeke. You have to wrap Zeke up and drag him to the ground. All these arm tuckers that y'all y'all just reaching trying to grab him wasn't working. He was getting through holes and then breaking into the second level. This that's not what we want. Our linebackers is our question, and it showed in game one. Now Kaiser had a pretty good game, but he did miss seven tackles. He did miss seven tackles. That's not good. That's not good. Going up to a back like Zeke Elliott. Mm-mm. This is why Zeke Elliott had 22 carries with 96 yards and a touchdown. And minor fact, three receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Because when he went out to the flat, there were no linebackers out there to cover him. He caught the ball in the flat, took it to the house for a touchdown. You, you, we can't have that. We, we got to work on it. But I believe in Brandon Stanley. We're going to get together. He, he, he even said it. Not far from satisfied, but defense held up well. I will admit, <laughs> I will admit, Jalen Ramsey did do some acting job <laughs> to get that offense pass on the French call. Yeah, you can say he extended it. Yeah, that is true. He did it, but he ain't put no force behind it. My ain't put the force behind it. So I'm going to give Jalen Ramsey credit. He did a good acting job. It works. It got a, it, it, it got an OPI on the Cowboys. On the last drive, and they couldn't get down the field to kick a field goal to tie the game. So, hey, it is what it is. And plus, I kind of figured that was like a makeup call because they missed that Owen Smith hit to the head on Jericho. So, you can say that happened too. But, you know, let's see. But speaking of Ramsey in the secondary, Cooper, I mean, Amari Cooper had 10 catches for 81 yards. C.D. Lamb, 5 catches for 59 yards. Michael Gallup, 3 catches for 50 yards. Yeah, first game, but hey, Jalen Ram, we were playing back. Why was we playing back? Now, if you were playing back off of C.D. Lamb, I understand because C.D. Lamb can run. 
the boys from Alabama, the boy got speed. Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, he's doing good in Dallas, but he he not he never was a speedster at Alabama either, but he runs a very precise good routes. Michael Gallup, man, he 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 can get behind you. He can. I give him that. But Jalen Ramsey, Troy Hill, you know, we seen we seen a lot of Jordan Fuller. Matter of fact, I need to give game ball to Jordan Fuller. Now, why am I giving the game ball to Jordan Fuller? Here's why I'm giving the game ball to Jordan Fuller. Because on fourth and three, the Cowboys elected not to kick the time field goal and to go for it. And then going for it, they ran shallow crossing routes. For those of you who don't know what shallow crossing route is, two yards up, you dragging all the way. It's like a two-yard drag across the field on, on both directions. So, Jordan Fuller has to deal with C.D. Lamb. You have Alabama versus Ohio State in this battle. Normally, I go with Alabama because I'm an SEC guy, and I don't like Ohio State. But in this case, in the professional level, C.D. Lamb is with the Cowboys, and Jordan Fuller is with us, the Los Angeles Rams. Jordan Fuller had to, had to navigate through traffic because... Uh, not blatant drawing. Uh, Soaps, because blatant drawing got injured. Phil Vitoise, yeah. Prayers out to him, even though he's on the Cowboy. Hope you have a nice surgery, speedy recovery, sir. Dayton Soaps was running a shallow crossing from the other side of the field, who was supposed to be kind of setting a pick, but not literally setting a pick on Jordan Fuller. So he's tied up with a, with a defender of ours. Jordan Fuller gets around the mayhem. Oh, Schultz and another Rams player. And bullseyes C.D. Lamb hit him a yard short of the first down. Turn the wrong down. Jordan Fuller, you, my friend, get my Defensive Player of the Week award for that player right there. Because when Trent's time hit, you made the play, sir. In your first professional game, the moment rose and you made the play. Jordan Fuller, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Offensively, of course, I'm going to give my offensive game ball to Markham Brown. I mean, eight, I'm going to say it again. 18 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. I can't argue with that. Now, feels good. We got our first win out the way. We opened up our new stadium. Feels good. Feels very good. Feels good to wake up and it's Victory Monday. And, and some of y'all join me in Victory Monday. It's good to have Victory Monday because it feels so good. But now we sit gears here because week two, we take the trip to the bloody love city. That'll be Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. As we take on Carson Wentz and the 0-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Why are they 0-1? It's because they blew a 17-point lead to the Washington football team. I'm going to say that again. They blew a 17-point lead. Y'all heard this all week, but I, I want to say it for a dramatic effect. They blew a 17-point lead to the Washington football team. Yes, the team with no name. The team with no name scored 27 unanswered points to beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27 to 17. 
Now, I went to look at these stats because how do you give up 27 unanswered points? That means one team is struggling and the other team is on all cylinders. That was not the case. Let's see. Carson Wentz went 24 for 42, 270 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, two fumbles, lost one of them. Bart Scott because Miles Sanders didn't make the trip. Nine carries for 35 yards. Dallas, Gab- Dallas Gabbert. Dallas Gibbard. Eight receptions, one-on-one yards, and a touchdown. Zach Ertz had a touchdown, too. So both of your touchdowns came to your tight ends if you cross and wins. Uh, first of all, red flag right there, ladies and gentlemen. If we run by that linebackers, Dallas, Gip- Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, problem. I'm saying that right here, right now. Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, problem, because we have linebacker problems. So Brandon Staley, whatever you need to do before we get to Philly, you need to do it. I hope you already did it because this, this is almost to the weekend when I'm recording this. So I need I need, I need need my linebackers to play better because Carson Wentz ain't afraid to use some tight ends. And most of the time, tight ends are defended by linebackers. So, yeah, we got to work some stuff out. My son is supposed to be back for this game. We're going to see how that works with our linebackers and that stuff like that. And the receiving court didn't do much. Design Jackson two catches for forty something yards. Uh, Reagan had a catch for fifty for fifty nine yards. Ain't I popping? Cause wasn't much going on with the Eagles' receiving court, as we kind of know this going into the season. But nevertheless, nevertheless, the rain asking for the Washington football team only threw for one hundred and seventy eight yards on the touchdown. They combined rushing for thirty six carries, eighty yards, and two touchdowns, both by Peyton Barber. Uh, Gibson had 39 rushing yards to lead the group in yards rushing. So it wasn't, it wasn't nearly spectacular of the 27-0 round. wasn't even spectacular. It was a mediocre number. It's the fact that Carson Wentz had three turnovers, two picks, and a lost fumble. 21 points of the 27 was turnovers. Like, what is this? Now, if you if you've been if you've been following Ramley talk, you know I did my preseason picks and I picked the Eagles to win this game. Cause you know I thought they'll be one and zero when the season started because it's the Washington football team. Well, that was wrong because they zero and one. And now we got to deal with a team who's gonna open up their home stretch of the of the season in the Lincoln Financial Field against us. And I had us losing 34-30. Now, that's still on the table because the Eagles have beaten us about the last six, seven times. We haven't beat Philly since the early 2000s. That's a long time. Even one of those games that we lost, we actually injured Carson Wentz. And they still beat us because they had Nick Foles. I don't even know who the backup is in Philly this time because Nick Foles in Chicago. Nick Foles in Chicago. This is where Mr. Kubishi did what he did. To the Detroit Lions going, I think it was 17 on us, or coming back from 17 down to beat the Detroit Lions because Nick, uh, Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl champion quarterback is right behind you. So, Mitchell took basically you know, all eyes is on him in Chicago because first come, first serve, they would chant for Nick Foles without hesitation. Nevertheless, now we got to deal with the Philadelphia Eagles at, home, at their own place. So, now, do I stick with the Eagles winning this one? No, you know why? 
Because I'm sick and tired of people doubting the Rams. Everybody continues to doubt the Rams. We're the underdog at our home open against the Cowboys. We are underdog against the Eagles this week. When our people are going to respect us again. We had one bad season. It wasn't even a bad season. We went 9-7. We just missed the playoffs. And all of a sudden, the Rams ain't nothing no more. San Fran is taking off. Seattle's going to be Seattle. And here comes the Arizona Cardinals. Um... The NFC West is called the toughest division in football because all four teams, including my Los Angeles Rams, are a problem. Okay? Matter of fact, shout out to the Arizona Cardinals on beating the San Francisco 49ers. Shout out to y'all putting the, the defending NFC champions at an 0-1 start. Matter of fact, they're the only team that lost because Seattle beat Atlanta. I just mentioned Arizona beating San Fran, and we beat the Cowboys, obviously. So, hey, it's a three-year time on top of the league after week one. I love it. Let's keep it moving. Now, it's going to be tough because, as I said, the Eagles are getting Miles Sanders back. Lane Johnson will be back. They got Jason Peters. So, the old line should be intact. We're going to see how Miles Sanders look off of his little injury that he's dealing with. But Aaron Donald is coming for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz likes to hold on to the ball a lot. He doesn't throw the ball away like he should. And I expect him to do the same. So I can see Aaron Donald getting a sack or two. Matter of fact, Aaron Donald, Marco Brockers, and Leonard Floyd all had a sack against Dak Prescott. All three sacks right there. Leonard Floyd, Marco Brockers, Aaron Donald. <laughs> so what's going to happen with the Philly? Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, Leonard Floyd. <laughs> We get three more sacks with them three again. I love our chances because that means Carson Wentz can't get rid of the ball and Carson Wentz can't find the receiver. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to say this again. Our linebacker's going to be tested because Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard are some great tight ends. It's going to be tested. Now, does Jaden Ramsey follow Deshaun Jackson around? Or do we play your side of the field, that side of the field? I don't know how we're going to play. But my but my Ricky Safety and Jordan Fuller and John Johnson, I'm gonna need y'all on deck because some of the time I might need y'all to cover these tight ends because these tight ends are good. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. These tight ends are good. But on the other side, we gotta deal with the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Now you don't the as you can see, the defense aren't a problem. Because when you turn the ball over three times, you've given their Washington football team short field. So as I said, they, Dwayne Haskell only threw for 178 yards. The Washington football team only rushed for 80 yards in the whole game. And he went. That means the defense is still there, unfortunately. But they don't have a second. I don't believe in a second. Even though you got Darius Slay, who going to Darius Slay going to take away? Cooper Cup or Robert Woods? He got he, he going to only take away one of them. And once he take away the one of them, the other one going to get off. Tyler Hitt be going to get off. You got Van Jefferson, Josh Reynolds. You can take away one of them. You can't take away all of them. So I was I was expect I was a better performance from Jericho. Better play Connor from Sean Mayberry. But he's going to stick with the run first. We're going we gonna to test the run defense. You can't really run on Philly. But he's going to test the run defense with the three with the three back committee. With Henderson, Brown, and Akers. But just know. I expect Jared Goff to have another at least at least another two seventy five yards, if not three hundred, like not if three hundred to four hundred yard range, in this game coming up in week two. So, I expect 
a hard fought game. And I'm gonna be honest. I think I think it's time for us to win. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna switch up from my preseason prediction. I think we take this one. I think we are gonna take this one by a score of thirty one twenty eight Rams. And then we'll get ready for week three, which is the Buffalo Bills. Now, before we get out of here, I'm let y'all listen to Tyler O for those of you who got some Rams in your fantasy football league. Tyler O got you covered with who you should start or who you should sit for our week two matchup against the Philadelphia 70s, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna say 76s against the Philadelphia Eagles. So take a listen to Tyler O real quick. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Rams Fantasy Talk. I'm Tyler Oginski. Before we jump into the Rams fantasy outlook for week two, let's take a peek at some of the data from week one as a jumping off point. From a running back standpoint, this was all about Malcolm Brown. He saw a 60% snap rate to Akers' 33% snap rate. Daryl Henderson is relegated to the number three duties and will not be relevant unless there is an injury. Daryl Henderson is a drop in standard redraft leagues. Malcolm Brown? took his 18 rushing attempts for 79 yards and two touchdowns, and he also saw four targets for three catches and 31 yards. The rookie Akers took his 14 attempts for a measly 39 yards and saw one target for one catch and four yards. I do think Akers is a talented back, but as I was touting in the preseason on my Fire and High podcast, rookies are at a severe disadvantage in 2020. With a shortened offseason and zero preseason games, the fact that they went with Malcolm Brown out the gate isn't a huge shock. What is more shocking is the lack of time for Daryl Henderson. Again, Daryl Henderson is a drop. So not only did Malcolm Brown outsnap Akers, he easily outperformed him as well. According to Numberfire's expected points model, it shows Malcolm Brown's success rate was 66.7 to Cam Akers' success rate of 14.3. When looking at the running backs, you want to see work in the passing game and goal line touches. Malcolm Brown saw both of those over Akers. Malcolm Brown is the guy moving forward. He's an easy flex play and a possible RB2 in a pinch. Do not by any means drop Akers, as he is supremely more talented than Malcolm Brown. He just needs some more time and some more reps. So actually, go try to buy low on Akers if you can afford to sit him on your bench for a few more weeks. I like this strategy a lot. You just need to have the bench space. Robert Woods was the clear wide receiver one in week one, taking his eight targets for six catches and 105 yards to Cooper Cup's five targets for four catches and 40 yards. Josh Reynolds and rookie Van Jefferson split wide receiver three duties on the Rams behind these two alpha wide receivers. While it was nice to see Goff look downfield a bit for Jefferson, neither one of these guys is in play for standard fantasy leagues. Gerald Everett also hurt his back in the game, which propelled Higby's snap rate to 89%. He had an okay game, seeing four targets for three catches and 40 yards, but you want to see more considering where Higby's ADP was this offseason. Goff was also meh. He did enough to win. He managed the game. Now let's move to our week two outlook. I expect to see similar usage among the running backs. However, the Eagles run defense is a bit more scary than the Cowboys. The Eagles run defense is fourth in DVOA and fifth in yards allowed per carry. DVOA is defense adjusted value over average. It calculates a team's success based on the down distance of each play during the season, then calculates how much more or less successful each team is compared to the league average. Again, Eagles run defense 4th, DVOA, and 5th in yards allowed per carry. The run defense was elite last year. It's no surprise the run defense is elite this year. You can still flex Malcolm Brown, but I would temper those expectations on the touchdowns. He's a guy to plug in for, say, 12 to 14 points. I'm firmly sitting Akers on the bench. Of course he could burst a long run, but I'm definitely not betting on it. Even with the addition 
of Darius Slade of the Eagles secondary, this defense still profiles as a pass funnel defense. That is, you cannot run on the Eagles, so you must pass, and you pass with success. Obviously, week one is a small sample size, but the Washington football team had some success passing against the Eagles, and it's not a surprise. I do expect Darius Slade to shadow Woods. You're still starting Woods, but I would temper those expectations for him to be a locked and loaded wide receiver one. That leaves Cup with softer coverage in the slot. I expect Cup to have more of a Woods-type game in week one. So Cup, to me, is a low-end wide receiver one this week. Woods, more of a rock-solid wide receiver two, as he will likely be shadowed by Darius Slay. The Eagles are also notoriously stout against the tight end. We could easily see another 30 for 40 game out of Higby. If that happens, he'll be a big buy-low candidate for me heading into week three. He's talented, and he's on the field. These are both good things. Things will be better for Higby if he has a bad game in week two against these Eagles. A lot of this game hedges on the Eagles players' health, namely Miles Sanders and Lane Johnson. We saw both Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Rieger finish in the top 10 in air yards, which means Wentz is airing out the ball a lot. I expect this to continue. Overall, the Rams' air yards are down from 2019. They didn't really air it out much in week one, but that could easily change if the Eagles are going for that high-powered, deep ball tosses like they were in week one. Goff is definitely in play as a QB streamer. The Rams will likely have to pass to win, but they're much likely better options on the waiver wire. I don't hate starting Goff this week, but I don't love it as well. That is going to do it for the Rams Fantasy Talk Week 2. You can find me on Twitter, at FFTylero. Talk to you later. Thank you to Tyler O for that. You got your fantasy talk. You got your fantasy Rams talk right there. I already covered what happened in Week 1 against the Cowboys and what I'm looking forward to in Week 2. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, follow the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you got Spotify, you got Stitcher, you got Our Heart Radio, you got Speaker.com, Just whatever your favorite platform is, Ramley Talk is on there. Enjoy your weekend, just watch some football, just get ready to take down the Philadelphia Eagles for the first time in about eight, seven tries, and let's have another Victory Monday, people. I'll holler y'all next week as we recap week two and we get ready for week three when we head to the Buffalo Bills. Adios. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.